Yeah, Father God. Father God, I thank you so much for everything that you've done in our, particularly over the last 10 years, around finances and giving and generosity. And I pray that your Holy Spirit would just flow out of him everything that you've been speaking to him about and stirring within him and teaching him over the last years. Thank you so much for all the work that he puts in behind the scenes with finances and budgets and communicating with trustees. And we just pray that as a community we will really get hold of the heart of what you're doing, Father God, here and how we can be part of it. Amen. Thanks, Rach. Right. Let's move this around. So, yes, my name's Alan. Um, so I co-lead with Rach and um, as you said, my kind of role, uh, a big part of my role on the church plan team at the moment is to oversee uh, our finances as a church, um, as a charity um, and so on. So I'm going to follow on from last week's um, Vision Sunday um, to try and give us a little bit more idea of how we can resource and what we see about equipping to see that vision happen throughout this year. So I'm going to very briefly begin by outlining financially where we are as a church. Don't worry, I'm going to try and keep it as um, interesting as possible. Um, So outlining where we are as a church and where we plan to invest over the next year. Um, This will be quite a brief set of information. Hopefully a lot of you will have received an email this week um, with a giving summary. If you haven't, it probably means that we don't have your details on contact cards. So uh, this is a little plug to make sure that you um, yeah, provide some details so we can keep you up to date with this sort of stuff. But also um, there are some copies over there um, of our financial summary from 2019 which goes through a bit more detail of what we've got. But I'm going to um, talk through some of that today and explain a little bit of how we have come to this point. So as I speak, please do uh, take note of the heart behind what we've done. This has been developed with the church plant team, with the trustees, um, chatting to you guys, our community, to kind of uh, cast vision, um, asking God what um, we believe he has for us this year. And then this is about actually how we can physically resource that for the coming year. So um, there should be some slides. There's not many. um, So... Let's have the first one up, that's all right. Or the second one up. Next one. Okay. Cool. So, um, the last year has been a year of setting up. So, just to say, our church year follows a September to September uh, like academic year. Um, so, um, the first year, aka year zero, the pre launch. Um, was very much a year where we didn't really have much money. We very much relied on one-off gifts from members and from um, numerous people from Open Heaven to kind of make sure that we could do things. Um, But then from last September, we did start with a budget. And um, over the last year, we've had a bank account um, set up. So last October, we managed to get the bank account, which means that we were able to start to properly receive uh, standing orders and financial gifts to make sure that we can run as an organisation. And it also meant that we could begin to uh, make sure that we met regularly here in Ebenezer. Uh, We began to pay Rachel for some intentional time 
um, working, as well as other organisational and safeguarding and policy and insurances and all of the other stuff that actually means that none of us go to prison. Um, last year we had 15 standing orders set up, 13 of those are still active, one was stopped as a member of our community left moving away from North Wales, um, and one is currently still being set up, hopefully um, the details have been sent off but it hasn't come in yet, um, so just a little nudge, can you all, if you have a standing order currently set up, can you just check that it is live and that money is going out? Um, and that the right amount of money you believe is going out um, because it's uh, yeah difficult to kind of keep track of that otherwise. Um, One-off gifts and Sunday offerings have varied um, quite a lot but they have totaled around £1,500 have come in to Lighthouse Church over the last year. And then gift aid has been an amazing boost to our finances um, one of the massive blessings of being a charity is that we mean that we have been able to reclaim over £2,000 um, uh, over the last year. Um, there is still some more to come in, but over about £2,400 came in last month from gift aid. So if you are able to give by gift aid, so if you pay tax, then please do sign the, the form that says that we can basically claim that back. So that's 25% on everything you give, so 25p on every pound, which makes a huge, huge difference for our income. So overall, we have had £25,833 coming into Lighthouse Church. Is that, yeah, good. Um, so uh, that has been what has come in over the last year. That also includes stuff like soul survivor monies and different things like that that I'll explain later. But there's that. Okay, next, going out. So going out, we've begun to give to organisations, partnering them to see, partnering with them to see the kingdom expand. We've begun to pay Rach um, 10 hours per week. Um, so Rach is on a £19,000 pro rata, so 37.5 uh, hour basis, but she's only paid for 10 hours of that. So Rach has paid um, a little over £5,000 per year, which I've got to say, I might be biased, but I think that is pretty good value for money. Amen. Don't you think? That is pretty good value for money. Um, so yeah, like what she brings as a leader, as a woman of God, um, I'm, yeah, like as in, excellent. So we have had a fairly large regular outgoing to Ebenezer um, for venue hire. Yeah, I think this is the perfect place for us at the moment. And actually it is pretty cheap. Um, so we pay £60 a week to have this on a Sunday morning. There have been some other smaller outgoings around organisational health, uh, blessing people like Seaned and Kirsty who have given so much time practically with administration and safeguarding support. We've bought a new keyboard and other small outgoings like that. So overall we have had £16,495 going out from Lighthouse Church this year. Does that match? Yes. Winner. So, um, to be honest, I think of a review of the last year, I would say that we have lived quite frugally as um, a church. Likely because at the start of the year when we first set our budgets, we had no standing orders set up. We were still in that kind of um, infancy in our first year. So uh, we have lived very frugally, but that is where um, it has left us in a fantastic place. So we have the next slide, there we go. Um, so we have totaled around uh, £9,374 um, is in the account. 
Invoices, some invoices and things are still outstanding, like for Ebenezer, for a couple of months. So there, um, there is a little bit more to go out from that. Plus, uh, the trustees have asked us to ring fence £3,000 as a savings buffer to ensure that we can still function as a church um, in case of any difficulty. Um, so approximately about £4,000 rolls over into next year, which is an amazing place to be as a community, that we are relatively quite cash-rich when we're only one year old, which is pretty good. So I just want to thank everyone who has sown into Lighthouse Church over this year. Obviously, we recognise beyond just the financial giving, all of the time, the effort, the energy, the things where it's just been and bought some more milk or coffee and not asked for that money back or anything like that. Thank you so, so much for all those things, um, but especially for those that have given sacrificially, financially over this year, so that we are in such a fantastic place as we now begin to springboard um, above our foundations and into our community. So this year, the budget has been developed through discussions with church plan team, trustees, praying into uh, what we believe God has for us, conversations with different team leaders, and so on. Um, and it was officially signed off by the trustees a couple of weeks ago, so we can go ahead and begin spending. Um, again, the outline was sent out in the email, and there are a few copies over there. But I just want to spend a little bit of time just to outline what we plan to spend on uh, and the heart behind that. So, coming in, we project that standing orders will increase slightly from where we are currently, and Sunday giving will uh, fluctuate as it has done throughout this year. Um, gift aid has been calculated as about 60% of our regular income um, of people that are able to give. Um, but there are some giving that we know we can't claim gift aid on. Um, for example, some people cannot uh, claim gift aid, and there is gifts like Open Heaven have committed to regularly uh, to supporting us financially for a minimum of three years, which because they're a charity, we obviously can't claim gift aid on that. So I just wanted to say that standing orders are so incredibly vital for us as a church and our development of a robust budget. Um, standing orders mean that we can accurately project what we believe is going to come in uh, because Sunday offerings, sometimes we have um, five quid, sometimes we have 105 pounds. So it's very difficult to budget for that, whereas standing orders we can accurately kind of say we are confident that this will be coming in and this will be going out so that we can actually commit to doing things really well as a community. So practically, as we're going forward, I just want to encourage you um, with um, standing order regular giving. Um, whether this is weekly or monthly, it just helps us massively, but it also means that we can really move forward confidently as a church. And I know from a personal point of view, me and Rach, um, with our own money, um, see that kind of, so we have set ours up and have always set ours up to go out on the first of the month as our first and best offering. So that, the, the first thing that goes out from our money each month is our giving. Because we want to kind of make that statement of our own personal finances, that you know what, we give first, and then we use what is remaining for, for what we need. And that is a really good standpoint of our life worship, of how we actually um, 
position ourselves in that way that does that. Now obviously for some people that won't work with the calendar month, but we just want to kind of highlight that the sacrificial gift is um, so important in our life worship. The challenge with that is making sure it doesn't become forgotten, obviously. It is very easy to set something up and then just kind of think, well, the giving basket goes by each week and you're kind of like, well, it's not part of my worship anymore. But that's where hopefully with our communication, we often try to sort of say, talk about standing orders and try to um, get us to reflect and pray on that, pray blessing on that. I suppose also if it is um, a little bit of a push of a sacrifice for our giving, you do recognise it each month. Um, we have definitely been through seasons where we have really recognised that going out. Um, and so, yeah, that does keep our mind focused on that. And we also recognise that standing orders, for some people, it is very difficult because money can be infrequent and can be very tight. Um, I would personally still suggest that um, even if it is a very, very small regular offering, or what you might feel is a very small regular offering, it is a really good habit to get into, to actually say, you know what, this is going out, regardless, I want to give this and I will trust in God that um, there is enough there. Now, we don't want to put people into financial difficulty, obviously, um, and we understand that there are different seasons in life. But even if it was a small amount, that then um, each week or each month, when you know how your finances stack up for that month, that you can um, give more or actually kind of set away your are. Um, that is great. I think one of the um, ways to kind of think about it when you are considering um, giving regularly is um, our view of how we decide what to give. It's about allowing our decisions to take control of our money again because I know that there have been times where uh, for me, Retro said over the last 10 years, we have journeyed a lot with our personal finance. Uh, me especially, I think I grew up in a household where money was something that was never talked about. It was a taboo subject. Um, it was always the biggest argument for my parents. Um, and I think as I grew up, as I started our family, um, there was something in me that was kind of like that. That generational stuff is not for our family. And so I've had to journey through this. Um, I am quite tight um, as a port of call. Um, for example, last night we went out for dinner, didn't we? I had a pudding that I thought we would share. Rachel didn't want any in the end, um, but by Jove, I ate it all. £6.50, that Snickers trifle. There is no chance I am not that I'm leaving half of that. And I felt so ill afterwards. But, but it is just one of those things. It is something that I have journeyed through. And I think that a key distinction in my thinking was actually when someone, uh, a wise person said to me, um, instead of asking God, what should I give to this? Say to God, all I have is yours and every blessing in my life. Therefore, what should I keep? Instead of what should I give? God, it is all yours. What should I keep? And this shifts our view from money being ours to our money being a blessing from God that we have to manage and steward really well. But ultimately, God, it is yours first. Practically, what do we suggest to give? Well, this is a very individual thing. Um, the Bible talked about a cheerful giver. Um, and 
What you give must be reconciled within your own heart. So it's a personal thing that you must ask God for clarity on. I know in our lives it has come in different seasons. Times when we felt God to call it into quite a painful, sacrificial giving. And then other times where we have felt more relaxed and that we've actually been able to be blessed to actually um, live, live a sort of more cheerful life with finances. And you know what, often the times where we have had to push into sacrificial giving have been times when I know my mind has been fixed on counting the pennies, trying to make sure that we um, hold on to everything we've got. And that giving out more has released something in my own heart of, you know what, like, God's got this. I'm going to steward it really, really well, but ultimately it is God's first. So there have been times where we have given more, when we've been on two salaries, no kids. What a dream that was. (sighs) Just reflect on that for a moment. But then there are other times where we have struggled for work and we have not been sure how we are going to be able to pay for things, but we have had to step out in different ways. As a guideline, we um, do believe that 10% is a good figure. It's not directly prescribed as um, in the Bible as that 10%. It is hinted at. Um, lots of scholars would suggest that it is a good um, baseline, but it will vary depending on season. Sometimes for, like, when we had um, no kids, two jobs, like 10% was a dream. We pushed that much further and we went much further in our giving. This 10% as well, just to say, before, after tax, you decide. That's fine, don't worry, we are not going to prescribe that. But then there are other times where we know that God has said to us, you know what guys, you need to draw back, go back to that 10%, go to around that figure and see what is good. For us, that has always been a 10% to church first. And then giving to, so we support Christians Against Poverty, uh, Fusion Student Charity, and we have a Compassion Child as well that we support. Um, that is on top of our 10%, but that is, again, our decision. It is one of those things that, it is just a useful guideline, but it is up to you guys, and between you, uh, your partner, and, and God. So this isn't a hard and fast rule, but it is a very good guideline. So, back to this year. Um, We project a total of £20,843 to come in this year. Uh, That is including gift aid as we currently stand. So you might notice this is um, lower than last year's income, but due to large one-off gifts um, that we received over this last year that we can't budget to expect again this year, and also the sole survivor money that came in to pay for all the kids, um, that's why our income last year was higher than what we project for this year. There is nothing to say that we won't have an income that high or higher again this year. But just in case any of you are there like, hang on a minute, why are we five grand down this year? Um, So on. Going out, we firstly said that we would continue to give as much, uh, uh, we would continue to give as a church to partner with other organisations. We've structured this around the two to two and a half percent to um, four organisations based on an international, a UK, uh, a Cymru, and an Innesmorn kind of structure. So these being Tearfund as a charity that do great work across the world, sharing Jesus and making poverty history, 
Um, Pioneer network of churches, so this is the network we are part of um, and have been massively supported as, as a church and as leaders. So that is our UK. Um, for New Wine Cymru, um, as our investment into the Kingdom across Wales and supporting uh, the great relational connections um, across this beautiful nation to see um, the next great revival. And finally, of course, Gobaith Morn as our organisation that works so amazingly well in schools and youth across our island. We have agreed Rachel will continue working her 10 hours per week and the trustees have requested a 2% living inflation pay increase on this. So Rachel will be paid £430.67 per month. Remember the 67 pence. Um, we will also begin um, paying into a pension for Rach. Um, this, because her pay is actually below the minimum threshold, we don't necessarily need to. However, um, this is just the minimal amount so that when she's an old lady, uh, she can keep me in the life I've become accustomed. Um, the trustees have also um, requested an addition of some travel expenses to be included for staff members. Currently, this only being Rachel, um, to mainly cover fuel costs um, to conferences and meetings across the country that um, Rach regularly goes to. And then also in the staff costs, what have we got up there? I don't think we've actually got it on, have we? But in the staff costs, um, there is a bit of a shift that will happen um, come to next March. Um, because um, Rachel will, Rachel's pay will change onto a maternity pay. So we have a little bit of news that we've managed to get round quite a few of you. Sorry, we had the scan on Thursday, but we just wanted to say that um, Rachel is again expecting, so our second child is due um, March the 7th. Uh, we had our first scan this week. Rachel has said she needs me to tell people today because she's running out of clothes that she can wear that doesn't reveal what's going on. Um, so that is some big news. Um, but back to the important financial situation. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you. Well, the growth is guaranteed, so growth is guaranteed, yeah. Um, Sometimes we know beforehand, we don't know. Yeah. And they, t they don't tell you if you want to know. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we're not going to find out um, if it's boy or girl. But back into the finances, um, I can honestly say that this does make a difference uh, because Rach, um, so the trustees have developed a maternity pay system um, that honours um, Rach's commitment but also um, is, is within our legal kind of rights. Um, it does mean that we have included from next March um, a small amount of um, administration support staff time. So a lot of the things that Rach does as a leadership point of view, um, the church plan team, sorry Marie, but we're picking up a lot of this stuff um, uh, over that season to allow Rach to completely just step back and be a mum for at least six or nine months. Um, but then there is also the administration stuff that Rach does that just needs doing so that we can actually function that um, we are hoping to be able to uh, pay someone intentionally to do that to make sure that week in, week out, it is complete. 
Organisationally, and office costs uh, include things like website, accounting software, office printing, insurances, safeguarding, etc. This is an important factor in making us function and keeping us all safe. Promotional outgoing is probably one of the largest increases this year with the intentionality of being organised with knowing what we are doing and getting good quality promotion out there to back us up rather than being quite responsive as we have been over the last year. This is most clearly evidenced by the new booklets that have been unveiled this week, that have been reprinted because of um, some issues on the front. And then as I showed it to Rachel today to be like, Rachel, this has to be right. She went, mm, should be Tamar uh, Hedrev, not Tamar uh, Hedrev, but I'm sorry, um, uh, Hedrev is fine. So, um, there is Sundays that is mostly taken by venue hire and refreshments, kids work and AV stuff. Um, there is nothing new to note here except some extra cash at some key times such as the harvest celebration, Christmas events, Easter events, etc. Small groups will be better resourced this year as we explore the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality course and living on the front line in the new year. Excitingly, we have a monthly youth group for the whole island. The first of these was last Wednesday, and it was, it was pretty good, wasn't it, Amy? Went down really well. Um, so this has got a little bit of funding to help facilitate it and make sure that it is high quality. Funding events is also key to this year with the Cap Money course, Alpha, Marriage course, and other things happening as outlined last week. And obviously, make lunch. Um, penultimately, we have been intentional in putting budget in for leadership development and helping to fund people going to conferences that we think will be a great benefit to their development. More will come from this, but we think it is vitally important that we equip, release and see leadership rise in people, skilling them up as ultimately it will benefit us and Anglesey. And finally, we have a small pot of money that is being saved to sow into a future church plan. This is part of our expectation that one day we too will send out another church plant team to build church in an area that needs a Jesus community. The foundations of this are currently very small, but it is key to us living and growing expectant for more. So overall, our outgoings are projected to be £22,279 and you might notice that this leaves us with a negative split for this year of around 1500 quid. This is what we have called our faith gap. We have intentionally put this in there as we believe we will grow as a community in our giving in the year to come to cover this and hopefully so, so much more. Maybe even today we might see this funding gap covered with changes in standing order or one-off gifts. But definitely over the year, we see this as a healthy stretching to pray and grow into. It is worth saying that we would love to stretch this further. There are so many exciting things that we would love to do and fund. Like, wouldn't it be great if we had a few extra 100 pounds to do a big summer event um, down the park, down the road, to bless and engage with people who live around this area? Or how about extending the Make Lunch program from six days this year to, regularly, to a regular way to honour and connect with those in our community? 
or if we could find a way to release more people with paid time to develop our church and connections we have. Or how about setting up a capped debt centre to meet the dire need of that debt relief for people across the island. Or launching a food bank, or funding another member of the God by the More team, or supporting someone like Barry to take his musical talent into schools to continue working and doing that, but with the intention of sharing his faith while he's there. How amazing would it be if we could see all these things happen? Now, some of these dreams are 10 years away, some of them are five years away, but my prayer is that actually, as we grow and develop with our giving um, as a community, and as we grow um, in number as a community, that those dreams of 10 years will become five years, and those dreams of five years will become three years, and those dreams that we think maybe we will see next year, we actually can begin to see this year. There is so much potential, I am sure, that we will see. But ultimately, we need the resource to be able to do this. I hope over the last two weeks you have been stirred and are excited about being part of this community at this time. We are still early on our journey. We are still working stuff out. We sometimes, more often than not, get some stuff wrong. Other times, we will see blessing beyond our wildest dreams. But heck, we are still only one years old. But as we enter our toddler years, I am excited for us to play and enjoy exploring the world of opportunity in front of us. Pioneering new things, developing a culture of honour that allows people to step out in confidence that they are supported by their community, whatever the outcome, knowing that we are all going to think the best of each other at all times and digging deep into discipleship through small groups and building community together, growing in faith as we walk closer to Jesus. So, we're going to do this now. Hopefully, some of you have come having thought about this over the week from the email and just knowing that we were leading into this week. Um, others of you, maybe not. Maybe from today, there is something stirring in you. You think, you know what, actually, I need to reconsider this again. Maybe for some it is about setting up a standing order for the first time and stepping out. Maybe it is changing that standing order. But the band are going to come up and begin to lead us again um, with a little bit of worship um, and just allowing us time to reflect um, and ask God. Maybe you need to speak to your spouse because it's always awkward when only one of you have been stirred by something. This has happened to us regularly. Often Rachel coming over and saying, Alan, I've been stirred. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but maybe you need to speak to your spouse about something. And um, Rachel will come up and lead practically how we're going to do this. But just as a side note, I just want to say that um, as a church plant team, we have made the intentional decision not to know what people give. Now this is not to think that we will easily be swayed when someone puts down some big books and we think, oh... Fast track limit to leadership. It's nothing to do with that. But it's just because we want our hearts to be clear of that. Now, I say we, I actually do know what people give, but that is because practically we need to uh, make sure that the finances are up to date. 
So I do know, but that also means that if you have any questions about finances, anything that has been said, that you uh, want to disagree, you want to agree, you want to just ask practically about anything, come and speak to me, or um, you can email me, email, email, email me, ebost. You can ebost me um, at alanradbourne at gmail.com. Everything that comes in will be treated completely confidentiality, uh, with complete confidentiality. It will not be shared with the church plant team. It will not even be shared with the trustees, unless it is something that I feel needs to be. But I will go to the trustees first as our accountability network. So if is there anything that you have any questions, come and speak to me uh, personally or send me an email and I will respond in confidence. So I recognise that today might feel a little bit unconventional. And right now, I am unashamedly asking you to think about your financial giving towards the work of Lighthouse Church, following our vision and financial outline. But I think this is good. And ultimately, we want to grow and see our impact increase. To do this, we need financial resource. So please do not be offended by this. Let it pass you by if you do not think it is for you. I only ask you to seek God's and say, God, everything is yours. What should I keep? Rachel.